0: Unfiltered, unapologetic, un-American. Welcome to the Un-American Football Show. I'm your host, Alan, for this special show, looking back at a surprising week nine and tackling our mid-season review. In the studio, Ryan is back. You must be on cloud nine, mate.
1: I'm on cloud nine after the Packers finished on nine, so I'm very good.
0: Yeah, obviously we'll talk more about that one uh, very shortly. Also joining the show, we have one of our favorite guests. He's tour's number one cheerleader. It's Dan Hall.
2: Welcome back, mate. How are you? Oh, I'm very well. Uh, Another week, another Dolphins win, another dominant offensive performance, another week closer to Tua winning the MVP, and the Colts getting the number one overall pick.
0: (laughs) Well, I I think not sure we're going to talk about Tua being an MVP candidate, but we might talk (laughs) about the Colts being a number one pick um, candidate. Uh, Normally, this is where we go into the news, but before we start the news, we actually have a message from a sponsor. It's the first sponsor we've ever had on the tough show and uh it's very very important so i want everyone to take a moment to listen so uh over to the sponsor
2: people all over the world are struggling they're feeling pain that no one should have to feel this time of year they are feeling pain they haven't felt since the last time they went to jacksonville
0: they are hurt they live in fear of saturday and Sundays bring no
2: solace. They are fans of the Indianapolis Colts. If you know a Colts fan, reach out to them. Remind them of the
0: glory days of Philip Rivers. A thought, a kind word, an offensive line. Anything honestly would help them at this point and could help us with our latest appeal. For more information, search Shoe Aid. Thank you. thank you so much for taking a moment to listen to that very important appeal uh, Ryan to you with the news
1: <laughs> I'm so glad I have a mute button on my microphone <laughs> <laughs> I could, I've had oh, to listen
0: times to make sure I don't laugh out loud while listening to it
1: that was fantastic, I'm not going to ask where you got that from I'll, I'll keep the, the suspense I've got connections <laughs> Uh, Yeah, so speaking of the Colts, uh, the Colts fired their uh, four and a half year, I think it was, head coach, Frank Reich, um, after he went 40 and 33 as their head coach. Um, And then they went on to hire Jeff Saturday, um, who has zero experience coaching at an NFL level. Um, A very intriguing, interesting couple of moves, put it that way.
0: I mean, I think that Frank Wright probably had to go. Uh, he probably did well. You know, actually, you look at the record now, and it's not actually all that diabolical. Uh, coaches have done far worse and lasted much longer than he did. But I just, I think the move to Erling is probably the final straw. They're not going to win many or any games moving forward with him. And, yeah, I, I think probably the locker room was starting to think, what on earth is going on here? if He's the guy that we're really putting out as our starter compared to okay, and albeit old, but an old Matt Ryan, previous MVP winner, you know, who's in the Super Bowl what like four or five years ago. So, uh, yeah, I just think that that was just a final straw for them, and I'm not really sure Jeff Saturday is going to make them any better. Uh, what's your take on it all, Dan?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, the Jeff Saturday thinks. Kind of seems a bit wild. I think I read that he he coached at like a prep school or or something like that. That was the extent of his head coaching experience. I um, they've got their their former assistant offensive coordinator calling plays, or he's a passing game coordinator or something. Um, I Frank Reich, yeah, it was time for him to go. And I wonder when whether Sirianni made him look slightly better on the offensive side of the ball than, than maybe he was. Um, He's been kind of. I feel like he was lumbered with Matt Ryan this year. It doesn't feel like a Reich pick. Um, you know, Wentz was because he, he'd worked with him before. But I think maybe this this um, Matt Ryan pick, uh, this Matt Ryan pickup had uh, Ballard written all over it. And to be honest, I, I wonder how many lives ballad has left because every year the fans are like. Sign free agents, you know, we're just waiting for the draft and waiting for the draft and you know, it's it's not working. They've had rosters over the last few years that really they were what one half decent quarterback away from competing for Super Bowls. So
0: Yeah, going into the season I actually had the Colts as a contender for number one seed in the AFC, considering the opposition they were facing. Um, make up of the rosters decent. I, okay, I expected Matt Ryan to be a bit better than he was. I expected the O-line Matt. to be a lot better than it than it was. Um, Shaq stand standout on defence. He's been injured. It's definitely not gone their way. Uh, I'm surprised that Matt, Matt Ryan's
2: gone. Yeah, Matt Ryan was the question, though. I mean, if, he, mm-hmm. if Matt Ryan turns up and plays like like he has over the last few years, not not necessarily MVP caliber Matt Ryan, but just, you know, above average Matt Ryan and he protects the ball. They have enough talent. They they don't, you know, their defense has been all right um, mm-hmm. at times. Yeah. You know, I, I think that their offense has hung their defense out to dry, unfairly. Um, they haven't really been able to get anything going on offense. So, you know, I think, yeah, it, they needed to make a change. I don't maybe think they've made enough changes. I think they need to just kind of strip it down a little bit uh, in the front office. <laughs>
0: I mean, one thing that this season so far has told us and taught me a little bit is that if you can play a clean game of football, you can win football games, and we saw that with Cooper Rush with the Cowboys, you see it with Daniel Jones, who's been less fumbly than previous years, less turnover happy, they're winning games, they're just keeping in in the game, not turning the ball over, not giving short fields, and... That's something the Colts have struggled to do. They continue to turn the ball over through one way or another. And it's made the defence, which I agree, I think it's been decent in spots. It's made it very hard sledding for them. Uh, I know that Ryan's, go back to you, I know you sort of introduced us and then Dan and I've talked all over this one. Uh, The Jeff Saturday hire, it's sort of making the Colts the number one enemy of the league at this current moment in time. The league changes very quickly. People are very quick to, you know, jump on a team for doing something they shouldn't have done. How, I don't necessarily want to say how wrong is this move, but how dangerous was this move by the Colts to hire someone? Okay, yeah, he's not a minority, which a lot of people are jumping on, and there's no expectation that it has to be a minority or they have to interview a minority if it's mid-season and interim coach. But uh, with the lack of NFL experience... Have they potentially tarnished a decent reputation in the NFL through this appointment?
1: It's. I think there's a possibility, yeah. I, I mean, I've always had the opinion, and ironically, ironically I'm, I'm saying this towards the Cowboys fan, but um, there's always a, a danger when owners get involved um, in football moves. Uh, although I think you could maybe say the Cowboys might be the exception that but I won't go too far into that. Um but yeah no Jim Ursay was he's always kind of been considered a a decent owner as as far as owners go. I mean they've probably all got you know shit in their closet. But like this move just screams the owner getting involved completely. Um like why would you hire a I mean don't get wrong like Jeff Saturday is a, a great guy he's a great player formerly but he has zero experience at this level has never even called an NFL play, so why is he just literally skipping the queue and becoming a, a head coach? Even and you know, it's, it's for the rest of the season given, but it just makes absolutely no sense at all. And I think as you said, it kind of paints a bit of a target on the Colts back as being a sort of uh NFL wide um punching bag. Um it sort of, you know, takes the focus away from teams like Washington, who everyone loves to make jokes at, and and Dan Snyder and such and ironically it was uh, jim ursay kind of calling uh dan slider out a few weeks ago and now it seems like the uh, the shoes on the other foot um and i think i can't remember quite what he said actually but dan slider did actually come out and comment on the Colt situation earlier today uh, i don't have the quote to hand but it was quite funny uh, in an ironic sense so um yeah the, it's, it's a really strange move and i i hope to They, they just. I really hope they don't actually keep Jeff Saturday on. I'm I'm assuming they won't long term, but um, yeah, it kind of puts a lot of uh, pressure on uh, Chris Ballard as well, because now he's basically going to have to shoulder the responsibility of Jeff Saturday's failure as well, more than likely.
0: Well, they got five days until Sunday at the time of recording. They're playing against the Raiders, who have been dreadful. If they lose to the Raiders, then yeah, the the fans could get pretty restless pretty quick, um, and concerned about where it's going. Let's move it on from the news. I think you know we probably could talk about this one for hours. People in the media already have. Let's talk about week nine in the NFL. So we're going to do this a little bit differently uh, this time because it's we've just got past the halfway mark on the season. What I want to do is I'm going to run down the results division by division. Obviously, somewhere in Divisional games; some of them are across divisions. Let's talk a little bit about each team from the division. We can talk a little bit about the matchup. You know what they did well, what they didn't do so well this current week, and then we can talk a little bit about how we think the division is going to shake out. So, uh, I'll run through all the results from the games, and then let's go back and pick out some of the the teams that are relevant for each division, and just say have a little run through then have a bit of a prediction of who's going to finish top, who's going to finish bottom. Uh, and if we think they're number one uh, pick calibre, or if they're number one seed calibre, then we can also talk about that a little bit as well. So let's start with the AFC East, because when I googled it, that's the first division that came up. Uh, good divisional game to start off with, actually. Uh, pretty lucky. The one that, of course, we we'll probably spend a lot of time talking about was Bills 17, Jets 20. Uh, the Miami Dolphins 35 Chicago Bears 32 Indianapolis Colts 3 New England Patriots 26 so this division is absolutely ridiculous um standing wise as well so you've got the Bills on 6 and 2 the Jets on 6 and 3 the Dolphins also on 6 and 3 and the Patriots on 5 and 4 well, let's start with the Bills, since they're at the top and they just had a shock loss to the Jets, their second divisional loss of the season. Where did it all go wrong, Ryan? No one expected this, surely?
1: Well, I wouldn't say expected it, but there's there's been a slight chink in uh, the Bills' armour the last couple of games, and I kind of referenced it on the, the Discord chat, uh, where suddenly Josh Allen is playing a bit too loose. Um I think I mentioned it, uh, like I said, um, they were up by 17 against Green Bay two weeks ago and he forces a couple of throws in that were picked off and it was just like, why why did you do that? And then it, this game kind of went a similar way where he's just making throws that are completely unnecessary and trying to play play too much hearable. Like, don't get me wrong, he, he can play hero ball, but right. there's, a, there's, there's kind of a, an extreme end to that and he seems to have gone a bit too far, like he's trying to suddenly prove something um yeah it it was a very strange showing for Josh Allen um but for I mean for the for the Jets um I mean they're kind of like their cousins in New York the Giants they seem to kind of keep finding ways to win despite kind of looking terrible doing it um I don't think anyone's kind of going to claim at all that Zach Wilson is is good, um, as much as some of our Discord community would like to like to say so. Um, but yeah, so the, the the Buffalo are probably still clear number one in this division, but they need to kind of get back to not back to basics, but just real things in a little bit, um, and just minimize start minimizing the turnovers because if that starts getting out of control. Um, then they could find themselves dropping games and necessarily. I've um, uh, looked it up and Josh Anna was second in interceptions behind Matt Ryan, who's been benched for what three weeks now. I think it is two three weeks now. Yeah, might be um, So that's a bit of a red flag. Um, I- I'd argue. So um, yeah, they'll still finish top, but they um, yeah they got they got a few things to fix if they want to be uh, the, the Super Bowl contenders they're made out to be.
0: I mean the jets scored twenty at home, which isn't particularly outstanding, but if you score twenty, you probably give yourself a chance. Are we yep. undervaluing this jet's defense dan
2: uh ah uh, yeah uh I thought you' were gonna say the jets in general uh no the the defense um they i mean they they only sent four all day and they caused Alan all kinds of problems they with mobile quarterbacks, one of the biggest problems that a lot of teams have is they send the blitz and it, you know if they're elusive enough, it doesn't work. They put they put him under pressure with four. They have two good cornerbacks. Source Gardner looks really good. And he's fortunate enough that no one seems to want to call DPI against him on every single play. <laughs> um, the, the interesting thing uh, with this game is um, obviously Allen got hurt. And he's having mm-hmm. a scan on his elbow today for a UCL injury. And if, well, in his rookie season, he had a UCL injury and he missed four weeks. They're also 0-2 in the division. So if he misses any time, who's their backup? Case Keenan. Case Ke- so if they yeah. <laughs> it, not if, bad. No, well, it's Keenum not bad. It's not bad. It, it, it's, not bad. it's not bad, but if you're 0-2 in the division and you've got to play your backup for two or three games, then the division's suddenly quite interesting. Um but as much as it pains me, I I mean I still think the Bills are the best team in this division, uh, even though we've beat them and the Jets have beat them. Um but I yeah. I it was it was a weird game. Um, you know, Allen looked like twenty nineteen Allen at times. He's always liable to do that, obviously being an AFC East, East fan, I watch him twice a year. And he never did this against the Dolphins. Even twenty nineteen Allen was good against the Dolphins. But um he's he's liable to make bad throws and be inaccurate at times and like you say, hold on to the ball, play hero ball, do silly things and um I mean I don't think. I think Diggs was playing quite well in the first half, and they got no receptions in the second mm-hmm. half. I mean, the the Jets really made things difficult, and that that defense is legitimate. I j- I just don't particularly think their offense is uh, maybe aside from the running game.
0: Well, Zach Wilson went out for a little bit on this in this game, and I thought, oh, this might be a good opportunity for the Jets to win, which is probably yeah. not a very.
2: <laughs> That's I, I not think it makes them review. better. Yeah, it makes them better if he's out. I, I I I still think he can be good. I think we've seen enough of quarterbacks this season that have really ticked us up. I mean, guys like Geno Smith. Um, you know, I, he has the talent, Zach Wilson. Maybe not the maturity and he, he maybe isn't kind of a clever quarterback at the moment. He he tends to make some silly decisions and throw the ball into tight spots. But I mean he he can become good. Um, whether or not they can develop him, I don't know. But their defence will keep them in games. Yeah, I agree.
0: And uh, Going back to what I said before, <coughs> Case Keenum can play, if they have to go to Case Keenum, if he can play a few clean games, I think you're right. I think they will pick up some wins. It slightly depends on who they're playing. I you know they've got the Vikings this coming week. That's an interesting one, given their record. But let's move on to some other teams in the FC East. Uh, let's talk about your fins, Dan. Uh, an absolute scorefest, 35-32 against the Bears. At uh, this Bears team are resurgent. They're definitely no pushovers like they were earlier on in the season. There's definitely something that's changed for them. But let's talk more about the Finns. Offense is obviously an electric. Great weapons. They obviously had to stumble a few weeks back with the whole tour situation and playing the third stringer with tour. They're getting wins back under their belt. You've got to be cont- you've got to be contenders for this division. I mean, it's so it's so close anyway. But um, you know. Uh, you already talked about in division already. It could actually be the difference here.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think so. I it, you know we we're six and zero in games that two has started and finished. Um, he's just thrown well. He he's the first Dolphins quarterback to throw for three hundred yards and three touchdowns in consecutive weeks. Which, considering we had sixteen years of Dan Marino, is absolute insanity. <laughs> um, you know, he's he's playing very well this year. It's not all on him. The coaching has been fantastic. The the scheme is incredible, um, and the receivers are brilliant. I mean, watching guys like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell with like five yards of separation across the middle, that's not even just them getting set separ- against zone. They're just they're good at playing against zone. The scheme works. Two is the perfect quarterback for the scheme. He, he has good inter- good anticipation, quick release, really quick decision maker. It's just really clicking for us at the moment on our offence, and it has to because our defence will make sure that we are in a shootout every time.
0: Yeah, that's definitely a, a weak spot. Obviously, you being Brokran Smith is a great addition, but if corners is where the issue is, that doesn't really solve that issue so much. Uh, anything you want to talk about the fins in this one, Ryan, or should do you want to move on to Colts, Pat?
1: Um, I'll just quickly give Justin Fields a lot of credit. Um, he's just taken a massive step forward the last two or three games um, which is largely down to the fact that the Bears just figured out how to use him properly. Um, obviously his rushing here was insane, 15 for 178 but he had a decent day record for the year. Breaking. in fact, Ryan. Record breaking, break in, yeah. The, the, the yeah. most um, rushing yards by a quarterback
0: in a single game in history. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I kind of maybe kind of underplayed that slightly. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was uh, Mike Vick's record as well. It was, uh, which says a lot. Um, so yeah, I mean, clearly he is an insane rushing quarterback, and I think that was always kind of there when you watched him. Um, he's he, he kind of reminds you of uh, um Cam Newton, just uh, uh, Hertz kind of um, style quarterback, just very physical, very like long strides, very speedy. Um, so but he had quick. a decent day so through the year big as well. As well for um, so uh oh, what was that, sorry Dan?
2: He's so quick as well for someone so big.
1: Yeah. No, he he is one of the quicker quicker quarterbacks. Quickest um,
0: quickest um, rushing speed of anyone in the league this past weekend. Really?
2: And he weighs like two hundred and thirty pounds, he's six three.
0: Yeah, twenty one miles scary. an hour.
1: That's scary. Um, but yeah, no, he had a decent day for the year as well, seventeen at twenty eight, hundred and twenty three and free touchdowns. So he's um he seems to be in that maturing stage that um, Dan kind of alluded to with uh, Zach Wilson so um, it's good to see him taking a big step forward um, and then there was I kind of had to laugh I think it was Mike about Daniel said um, kind of tongue-in-cheek comment, saying he, he told Justin Fields to stop scrambling and he wouldn't stop scrambling which was, which was pretty funny yeah his um,
2: comment was uh, he obviously doesn't take coaching well
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, that was a nice kind of comment uh, from, from Mike McDonough as well. So, yeah, the error is going up on the Bears, um, but we'll get to them a little bit later.
0: We will, yeah. And then Colts 3, Pats 26. We can just touch upon the Colts. There's not a lot nice to say about them. Sam Mailing is not really working. Offense isn't working in general. The defense was okay, but the offense gave them so little. It gave the Pats not a lot to do in multiple situations, and the Pats took advantage. Preseason, I remember a lot of people were saying this is the season that the Pats finish bottom of the division. That is still possible. They are bottom of the division at the moment, but they also might make the playoffs if they finish bottom of the division at this current rate. So, uh, Dan, can you ever write off these Patriots?
2: I No, cause, I mean, as, as much as I... Um... You know, dislike Bill Belichick. He he's still Bill Belichick. He, he's earned respect at this point. He he can pull wins out. This I mean, this particular win isn't necessarily impressive, and I'm not overly impressed by the uh, Patriots this year. But they are still a dangerous team, and they can beat anyone uh, when it comes down to coaching. So um, yeah, I, I thought uh, Jones was efficient. He protected the ball exactly as you know as we alluded to earlier um and the Pats just got so much pressure on the quarterback Jude Anouche both had three sacks there was nine in total um and they blocked a punt you know it just for Indy this was funny until it stopped being funny and i think this is the weekend where it's like ah oh, no it's just not funny anymore it's, it's just embarrassing now i feel embarrassed for them when you watch them play because it's just inept on on, a, on offense at, at times and like I say, the defense was okay, um, but like I, I worry for the Colts going forward because that Matt Ryan cap situation is kind of they're, they're kind of stuck with him now.
0: Could be um, mm. hard to say where <laughs> they go with Matt Ryan. Um, maybe Jeff Saturday's a big Matt Ryan fan. Who knows? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the Pat the Pats are just one of those teams. I think more this year than other years. They're more inconsistent, so it was only a couple of weeks ago they didn't they get shut out, and then this week they're only shutting out the Colts, who, are aren't fantastic on offense right now, but uh, to hold any team to three in the NFL is an achievement, so, yeah, uh, I think the Pats will stick around. Let's have a quick rundown on the division. So I think we all still fancy the Bills one. I'd probably then go Finns two. Any yeah, disagreements yeah. there? Another in agreement? Okay, cool. Uh, Jets three. and I'm still happy with three and then Pats four. So, so sort of as it is now, but uh, I mean, there is, as I say there is a chance all these make the playoffs, depending on how it shakes down with our divisional games. Do you guys agree with that?
1: It, it kind of pains me to say it, because I have liked the Jets this season, but I still think they finished fourth, and not really for any fault of their own. It's just this division is actually quite competitive. um, Strangely, I I, I think we put this down as one of the worst divisions um, kind of going into the season because it was going to be so top heavy. Um, But here we are with all the teams kind of in the playoff conversation. So I feel like the Patriots can still end up finishing third just because Bill Pilecek and just because as Dan said, they kind of just can be anyone any given day. Um, So yeah, I'm really sorry, Jets fans, but you you're probably still finished fourth. But you you played good.
2: <laughs> also, played well. you know, fuck the Jets as well because they are terrible. <laughs> um, they're they they are terrible. They don't they've not looked that good in games this season. They've they they they've, they had Brees Hall, who looked like he could eventually be regarded as the best running back in the NFL. But and you know their defense looks okay. They. They, I've not watched any Jets games and thought this is a playoff team. So I,
0: I, yeah, I, I, I would in the
2: playoffs now, Dan. They, they do, they do, but they, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, they're interchangeable to me, the Pats and the, the Jets. Uh, yeah. I would say at third and fourth, I, I think they're both fighting out for last place.
0: Well, I just quickly had a look at the schedule after Ryan said he thinks they're going to finish bottom. They got four very massive games coming up. They played the Patriots uh, at Gillette on. Sunday, then they play the Bears, who we've just talked about briefly, then they play the Vikings, and then they play the Bills, so they have some massive games that will probably define their season in this next month. Let's move on to the AFC West. Uh, Titans 17, Chiefs 20 in overtime, Chiefs top of the division, Chargers 20, Falcons 17, Uh, Chargers 2nd, Broncos there on a bye, so that's an easy one to talk about. Um, And then, following up at the rear, propping everyone else up at the bottom, it's the Raiders, twenty points to the Jags, twenty-seven. Let's start bottom up, just because I'm feeling kooky. Uh, If you're losing to the Jags by seven, you're not a very good football team. And the Jags are an okay, inconsistent football team in twenty twenty-two to me. So I can't see anything but the Raiders finishing bottom of this division, even if they sack. The head coach. Any opposition to that?
1: No, no, <laughs> not at all.
2: <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Raiders are uh, another another really embarrassing team. Um, ironically, they play the Colts next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I everyone, mean, everyone's set your VCR for that one. <laughs> your VCR, yeah. <laughs> Set your VCR when you go. It would team. have
1: been, yeah. Yeah. it would have been fantastic had Frank Reich held on for like a week longer. It would have been like sack your coach. bowl. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, they're probably sacking both of their coaches anyway. But like, whoever loses, you know, has to, to sack their coach. So, yeah. I,
2: I, yeah, I can't, I can't figure out the Raiders. I think you've got a, a good quarterback, a good running back, one of the best tight ends in the league, Devontae Adams. <laughs> like you've got to be still a, sh- you've got to be a shit coach. Did Adams had like about 150 yards receiving uh, and a couple of touchdowns in the first half, and then I think he had like none. one one reception for three yards in the second half on like a million target. It might have been none. I know he had like not- seven or eight targets though in the second half. Like it- something's not not right, and I mean it's just got it's gotta be the coach. <laughs> it's embarrassing.
0: I agree. Um, something that's definitely broken the defence is really not very good either for the Raiders uh, I see them bottom of this division not that I necessarily plan on doing the rundown this way straight away but uh, <laughs> then the Broncos they want to buy uh, we can probably talk quite easily about the Broncos and how they've performed up to this point in the season they don't concede many points but they also don't score many just on a super quick glance there's only one team that scored less points than the Broncos so far this season, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers, and it's by one point. Uh, so they don't score many. They've been ropey on offense with Russ. Everyone thought, Those well, people thought they were going to be amazing. The defense is legit, but I'm not sure how far that can carry them. Who they got this coming week, they've got the Titans, which is quite a difficult game as well. I don't see the Broncos making the playoffs for another year. that be seven years or six years, one of the two, six or seven years since they last made the playoffs. And I don't see it changing at this point.
2: No, I, I agree. I think, um, I, I still think they will turn it around at some point. I think they do have too much talent to not. But um, Russ, whether you want to say it's an injury or not, I mean, I think he's lost a step. Um, I think he's uh, short and fat and can't see over his offensive line. Um, <laughs> I, uh, no, I just, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's not gone well there either. Like, they've got, you know, another, um, another coach who he's new to it and probably not very good at it. Um, so, yeah, I just... I I don't really know what to do with them. I thought at the start of the season, that division was just going to be absolutely incredible. And I agreed with everyone that our division, like I was hoping we'd do well, but I thought, well, the Bills are going to roll with our division. That's boring. That one was a bit of a toss up. And, you know, everyone was like, oh, the Chiefs might come last in this division. Oh, they've lost Tyree Kill. They've lost this, they've lost that. <laughs> the, yeah, the Chiefs are still head and shoulders, of, you know, above Denver and and the Raiders, at least. It's... Yeah, they're, they're, Denver's not very good at the moment. But I do think they will get better as the season goes on.
0: I don't disagree with that. And, you know, I'm fine eating crow. I said the Chiefs have a chance of not making the playoffs the beginning of the season. And I think one thing that you've seen from the Chiefs, I'm just going to skip over the Chargers for a moment, uh, one thing you get from the Chiefs is the got consistency. There's not a lot that's changed despite Tyreek Hill leaving whereas the Broncos had a new quarterback, the Raiders had a new coach, and the Chargers have about four healthy players on their roster. So, uh, And they're still the Chargers. You know, I've said it a million times. The Chargers are not going to be any good until they can be pro- it's proven that they are no longer the San Diego Chargers, but they still are the San Diego Chargers, just in LA. Uh, they needed overtime to win this one against the Titans. They didn't look all that good, the Chiefs. Uh, I guess credit goes to the defense of the Titans. The Titans probably could have won it. Um, they took Derrick Henry out a lot, and he, you know, he's he is the offense basically, especially with Mike Willis in at quarterback. So I sort of feel a bit sorry for the Titans. Would have liked to see them beating the Chiefs, but the Chiefs have something special, and it's always going to be hard to beat them. So uh, I guess I can't begrudge them that. I'm jealous. Maybe. Are you jealous, Ryan?
1: Um, Of the Chiefs, eh, I mean, when you have Patrick Mahomes throwing it for 68 times in one game, maybe, but although that's for only one touchdown uh, and one interception as well. Very. That's a really strange stat line, 43 or 68, 446. He's, he's one well. one. Yeah, but yeah, when you see that kind of stat line, you'd think, oh, he must have thrown about five touchdowns. He threw one and one one interception. Um they have no run game, uh, other than Mahomes himself. It's kinda of like Lamar in uh, in um Baltimore. Um and despite their best efforts, um Derrick Henry still had seventeen carries for 115 and two DEs, average six point eight. So um yeah, we all know it's Derek Henry season. Um and I'm kind of estimating that when Tannehill comes back he'll um they'll, yeah, they'll they'll be fine. Um yeah, the Chiefs are gonna win this division though. Um it's pretty much a given, I think. Um, they're, they're sort of a bad offense, but they're not because they have Mahomes and that's it. That's all they really need.
0: I'd agree with that. Let's talk a little bit about the Chargers. Uh, people think I'm so anti-Chargers. I'm not. It's just, they're just not that good. Overhyped. Uh, Chargers 20, Falcons 17 this past weekend. The Falcons have surprised me over a number of weeks. They they're tryers, and I like that. I think they know they're not that good, but they try bloody hard, and they play all four quarters, which a lot of teams in this um, in the league this season just don't seem to do. So, yeah, feel a little bit sorry for the Falcons to not get the win here against the beaten up Chargers. The Chargers will have better days, I think. Despite this, got hardly any wide receivers at the moment. Justin Herbert's still a good player. Austin is still a great player. The defense has been. A little bit less leaky than previous weeks. They are in a good position in the division. They are two games ahead of the Broncos. I think the Chargers will stay second. What do you think, Dan?
2: Yeah, I um I, I think they probably will. I think um I am a Herbert fan, um, despite apparently everyone having to either like Herbert or Tua. Uh no Her- Herbert's Herbert's a really good quarterback. Um he is missing his top two receivers, they're missing kind of Joey Bosa. I think JC Jackson's gone uh, gone on IR as well. So they're you know, they're they're banged up. Um I mean the 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 Chargers just do this. I mean I, I, I like what you said a minute ago, I'm trying to charger the game away, which would have been great if the Falcons then didn't falcon the game away immediately after. <laughs> um, <laughs> It, you know it, it, it was a bit of a comedy of errors at the end but i think um i think that the thing that i did i had a little look um b- before this uh the strength of the schedule so far that the chargers have played is th- ranks 30th in the league so they've had a fairly easy run so far and their remaining schedule ranks 10th so it's not going to get easier um and if they continue to make hard work of these games and have these one score games you know maybe but uh, maybe maybe they'll drop. But I I just don't think they have any competition for second. That's the problem.
0: Well, I think it might become closer these next two weeks. The Chargers play the 49ers and the Chiefs, Hmm. uh, whereas the Broncos play uh, the Titans and the Raiders, but then they also play the Panthers after that. So there's probably a good chance they win two out of the next three. Uh, that's their chance. That's their window to close the gap. If ever they're going to grab second, this is it. But I think the Chiefs probably are still a better football team, especially when they if they can get healthy. I still think they're going to come second. Any opposition on that, Ryan, or should we move to the north?
1: Nah, I mean I've, I think they finished second just because the two teams below them are pretty much terrible. So um, yeah, no opposition to that at all.
0: Cool. Let's talk about the AFC North then. Uh, on Monday Night Football, it was the Saints thirteen who were a little bit disappointing, against the Ravens, who scored 27. They are top of the AFC North currently. Uh, Currently sitting in second is the Bengals. They improved over last week. They scored 42 against the Panthers, 21. And then the Browns, they're currently in third on a bye. And the Steelers, they're also on a bye. Uh, Let's go top down this time. Let's start with the Ravens, the Monday night game. The Ravens didn't feel like they really needed to get out of second gear in this one. The the defence absolutely smothered Andy Dalton. He didn't really get going until the two minute drill in the end of the first half. But they still went and then carried over into the second half, into the third quarter, but they only ever got field goals until a touchdown in garbage time, by which point the game was long gone. Lamar Jackson scrambled well, Kenyon Drake scored a couple of touchdowns the ravens even when they're beaten up they can get wins and this is actually one probably one of the most emphatic wins on the road they've had all season so uh, i was quite impressed by the ravens what about you guys
1: yeah i mean they as you kind of said they're sort of finding ways to win despite yet being pretty banged up uh, for the second year in a row um like they signed kenyon drake off the street and he's scored several touchdowns in the last few weeks um and then they've also had Izahaya likely come along in the last couple of weeks in Mark Andrew's absence. And he's played pretty fantastic. Um, arguably. Um, and they he like Lamar hasn't almost no one to throw to um other than the corpse of Disraunt Action, who I think is now actually injured himself as well. So yeah, they're somehow finding ways to win um with literally nothing but Lamar himself on offense. And as you as you said, like that defense is playing really well. Um, Justin Houston is still playing at a really high level despite being in the league for, yeah, I don't know, a long, long time now. So this, there might be a case of that, once again, the Ravens' defense carries them into the playoffs, um, which is no bad thing at all. But um, they're probably, yeah, they're probably going to finish number one here.
0: Yeah, they're only one game ahead of. Are they? No, they're technically two games ahead of the Bengals. Have played more games. They're about to go on by. Uh, do you want to take talk a little bit about the Saints, Dan, or you anything you want to add on the Ravens?
2: Um, I mean, the, with the Saints, um, they they, they, they? they couldn't Is get anything they, but they can't get anything going. Um, I mean, this this has to really test their resolve to keep Andy Dalton as a starter. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, especially because they have the uh, the Steelers next week, that's a game they really have to be winning, and yeah, I mean, they're, they're gonna make hard work of that if they play, um, if they play like this. Uh, I think Baltimore, um, I mean, they're always good, they were missing Andrews and Bateman, they're always missing running backs, they always seem to be able to get the running game going. Kenyon Drake's a good back, he always has been, um. But like they, they really got that going. Justin Houston, like you said, I was about to call him old, and then I just googled him and realised he was born in the same year as me. Um, but he, uh, yeah, he, he has, he had like a two or three sacks, I think. Did he have an interception as well? Uh, Yeah, I it go. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's um, yeah, I think um, they they after the bye... I think they only play one team with a winning record. So, they're going to the playoffs. Number one seed? Uh, Dare a... I ask? Um, very possibly. I I mean, I I still I think the Chiefs will get the number one. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Baltimore are definitely in the mix. Chiefs
0: have played one less, lost one less.
1: Mm. He did have an interception, by the way.
2: He did, yeah. Yeah, um, and yeah, I, 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 I think, Bol- yeah, Baltimore have an easier schedule. Yeah, why not? We'll see. Baltimore get the but, one seed.
0: No, nah, it, it's going to be close. Um, but the, the Chiefs do have quite a good run of it. There's no teams that they should that the Chiefs would fear. They're still to play, except for the Bengals, and they have a bit of a they have a bit of a hoodoo with the Bengals, don't they? So. Um, oh, they are playing the Seahawks my apologies, sometimes I just forget they're good now Uh, let's move on a little bit to the Bengals who I just spoke about a moment ago they're a very up and down team I think everyone probably expected them to beat the Panthers but I expected them to beat the Browns last week so what the fuck do I know really Uh, they're as good week by week as their offensive line which is unpredictable they'll get Jamal Chase back I think they'll continue to be a competitive playoff team. Probably don't see them making the Super Bowl this year. Panthers, they're number one pick contenders, top 5 almost definitely, I'd suggest.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. Um, yeah, the Bengals sorry, sorry, don't go ahead. No,
2: no, you you carry on.
1: All right. Um yeah, now the Bengals I'd I'd, I'd I'd want to pin them as like the one in number one in the AFC North, if they just weren't so inconsistent. Um, But they are. uh, Even with Chase, they were mildly inconsistent. Um, So for that, they're they're just going to finish second more than likely. Um, This was an insane game for Joe Mixon. Um, I think it goes without saying. I'll read out the stat line. 22 carries, 153 yards, and four touchdowns, and an average of seven yards a carry. which uh, is just absolutely bizarre. It just came completely out of nowhere. And receiving? Uh, uh, oh, yes, sorry. And receiving four receptions, 58, uh, 58 yards, and one touchdown. Um, so five touchdowns in total for Joe Mixon. Um, yeah, who needs Joe Burrow? apparently? Uh, who needs Jamar Chase, even? So, yeah, the, 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 their offense is like just capable of dropping points on anyone in the league, but again they get sacked up that line's got better but it's still touch and go um and their defense is pretty average um which doesn't really help them when they get into these shootouts um i don't know how you uh, carolina scored 21 21 and you despite them playing from behind it's yeah um I, I can't even remember what pJ Walker's stat line was but it was pretty terrible and i know because i was starting him in one of my fantasy leagues um so yeah, yeah. The, the, I the Bengals... don't know what the
2: completions were, but he had nine yards passing and two interceptions when they benched him.
1: So yeah, p- pretty terrible. Um, yeah, I'll touch more. I mean, we'll probably get to the Panthers in a bit, but um, yeah. So so um, they, the the Bengals basically need Chase, despite us thinking Higgins and Boyd would be able to fit in the void. Bit nice bit of rhyming there, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they'll they'll likely finish second just because they are just too inconsistent at the moment.
0: Yeah, let's move on to the Browns quickly. They're still alive, uh, just about, probably, in this division. They're 3-5. and five. They've only lost one more game than the Bengals, and they've been playing with Jacoby Brissett all season. I think he's actually been all right throughout the season, which I was slightly surprised by. They have some tough games oh. coming up, which probably could kill off their season pretty quickly they play your Dolphins down then the Bills before they get an easier run of games against um, the likes of the Texans and what have you I thought there was a chance they could make the playoffs but I think they're probably pretty dead in the water and because I think they're pretty shit I'm going to rope them with this as well the Steelers are one of the worst teams to watch in 2022 if a game ever got picked up by Sky that had the Steelers in it I'd throw my T V out the window and think, fuck <laughs> this. Uh they had a buy this past week and we're all better off for it. They are bottom feeders. They they for me, there's no way they do not finish bottom of this division. Do you guys have anything nice to say about the Browns or the Steelers? It's two pretty hard franchises to say nice things about, to be honest.
2: No, I don't. I don't particularly like either of them. I like TJ Watt. He went down, and their defense fell apart. I, Pittsburgh aren't very good. Cle, uh, Cleveland. When's Watson back? Um, Week
0: eleven um, against the Texans. Would you believe?
2: Yeah, so they're going to play us and the Bills with with brisket, um, and. Um, Yeah, I mean, they've done very well. They've got a talented roster uh, and, you know, Brissett will, you know, he'll he'll try and keep you in games. I mean, I'm actually, having watched him last year, amazed that he's done as well as he has. I agree. Uh, um, But yeah, I mean, I don't see them making the playoffs. Um, We shouldn't be losing to them this weekend. Uh, I think that the game that we had with the Bears was close because we were up against extremely mobile quarterback and we struggle with those and <laughs> we're not up against that this weekend. I think the Bills, even if the Bills had Keenum, I would still fancy that the Bills roster is better with their backup quarterback than Cleveland's is with their backup quarterback. So um, I think Watson's going to come back too late to rescue it. And if he looks anything like he did in preseason, it would be even more hilarious. So um, yeah, I think both both of those teams... They're not going to make the playoffs. Pittsburgh will
1: come bottom and, and Cleveland will come third, I think. Yeah, uh, nothing too much to add to that. Um, Pittsburgh stinking. Well, I will say it's going to be a shame to see Pittsburgh kind of finally break that streak of uh, having a uh, over being over 0. 0.500 for how many seasons it, it was going for. I can't remember. So looks like that's finally coming to an end. Um, I like Kelly Pickett but it was too early for him. Uh, the Browns, I don't really like the Browns. they got a couple of bright spots. I really like Donovan Peoples-Jones, but I kind of, every time I come to the Browns and then having to analyze them in a sort of pre- somewhat professional manner, you kind of have to throw away your personal feelings for them because obviously the, we all know what we'd like to say, um, which I'm sure that will start coming around in a couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, but th- they'll, well, yeah, they'll finish second to their, their bottom feeders along with Pittsburgh, even with uh, it's Mr. Watson there.
0: Nick Chubb's been good at football. Um, I, I think there's a chance that they might be the top end of a top 10... Uh, the Sorry, the bottom end of a top 10 pick, because I think when Watson's back, they might club together a few wins later on in the season. I don't think they're probably... Right at the bottom, I think there's worse teams in the AFC, and they've, they've caused a few upsets. Let's talk about some teams that I think are worse in the AFC. It's the AFC South. There's plenty of them. Uh, <laughs> we, we've talked about a lot of these games already. Uh, Titans lost to the Chiefs. They're they're currently top. Colts lost to the Pats. They're currently second. Would you believe? I find that quite hard to believe. Um, it's all down to that tie that they had. Uh, in third, it is. Jags who just beat the Raiders and at the bottom it was one of the most lackluster Thursday night games since the week prior uh, the Eagles took down the Texans 29 points to 17 uh, just because we're on the theme of bad football teams that start with the Texans not much of a football team to be honest, not a lot to <laughs> unpack really uh, Damian Pierce is having a great rookie season as a running back the defence is Trying uh, the offense. I'm not even sure they are, to be honest. Uh pretty bad team all round. And it would have been an obvious pick pre-season to say they'll be the number one pick for the draft. And I'd have like said it you're really boring. Choose someone better and more exciting. But unfortunately I think it's it's probably nailed on, isn't it?
2: Yeah. I think so. I think um their they their offense will go as far as Damien Pierce carries them. Um and uh, other than that, um, the name of the receiver escapes me now. But it's now off for personal reasons because he wanted to trade. Uh, that's it, Brennan Cooks. He he's the only other talented player on that offense apart from Laramie Tunsel, um, Dolphins legend Laramie Um <laughs> So yeah, I, I just I, yeah they're, they're they're terrible. And you know you wanted it you wanted to start of the season for them to make some noise. And you want Jacksonville to make some noise because. Of all the divisions in the AFC or in the NFL, that was the one where if the Titans or the Colts won it, you could always give them shit saying, well, you know, I wish my team got to play Jacksonville and Houston twice a year each, you know. But you just want those teams to kind of pick up and do well. It doesn't really ever seem to happen. And Davis Mills is not, um, I don't think, a starting quarterback in the NFL. Uh, I don't think they have enough talent. I don't think they draft well. I don't think they pick up any good players. I think that the entire brain trust there are a bunch of morons and they need to (laughs) sack everyone and start again because it's been years and it isn't getting better.
0: Ryan, you can't beat that. Let's
2: just move on to the Jags. (laughs) Um, No,
1: I can't. I'm not going (laughs) to try.
0: They're currently third. I like the Jags. Again, I just think they're, they're not quite complete and I think they're still just trying to find their way a little bit. They're 3-6, and six, which makes them sound like they're a truly dreadful football team. But I think they're better than the record suggests. Trevor's had some good games. He's had some bad games. Christian Kirk's worked out, which was a punt a lot of people thought wouldn't. Uh, Travis Etienne's looking better week on week. I think, not this year, but I think if they draft well this coming season there's a chance they could be top two in this division, maybe even a playoff team next year. That might be a hot take, I don't know. Um, And I see them actually leapfrogging the Colts, club them into this. Uh, I can't see the Colts winning many more games with the direction they're going. If Sam is going to be in charge, if Jeff Saturday's in charge, they might not win two more games this season. So, I'd actually see the Jags uh, jumping over the Colts to get second. What do you guys think of the Jags? I think we all know probably what we think of the Colts, but um, feel free to analyse that too.
1: Yeah, um, the Jags, they're kind of, as you said, they're not c- just quite complete enough. Um, some of that does come down to Trevor Lawrence, where they did play pretty well this past weekend, um, but he just needs to take that little extra step forward Um it's, got, it's just like mental errors and, and maturity you'll, you'll get there I'm sure um, yeah I mean they're the, the more than likely finish second in the division here I'm just looking at their schedule though and they do have a pretty tough go of it but just the Colts are so much worse so it, it's almost automatic that they should really finish second um, the Colts uh, I mean we spend a little bit of time with them at the top of the show they're terrible in every imaginable way and they have a coach that has never even coached at an NFL level so they honestly the coach should actually like they deserve to actually finish bottom like if if you could rank teams based on where they deserve to be not based on wins and losses the coach should be bottom because the Texans are actually a pretty great team
2: just uh, having a look at the standings the The only team in this division with a positive point differential is Jacksonville. Wow! I missed that. They got twenty-one points. Tennessee a minus nine, Houston a minus fifty, and the Colts are minus minus fifty-one. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree. I agree with all that. I think um, the trajectories of the Colts, even long term, even like medium term, sorry, the next few seasons, trajectories of Jacksonville and the Colts are in opposite directions. I think. Um, this was the best game that lawrence has played uh etn looks really good um he looks like he was worth the pick and you know they, they seem to be drafting relatively well um i think jackson and next season another season in in pedersen's um scheme uh i think will help lawrence i think he is kind of growing into it i i do think they're on the up um It'd be nice to see them challenging in the next couple of seasons. I know they had that freak season a few years ago when they were Saxonville, but um, like it would be nice if uh, if they could become a more consistent kind of competitive team in this division.
0: Yeah, and lastly, I don't think there's much to unpack about the Titans. For me, their culture is probably stronger than the roster itself. The defense, and in particular, seems to really play for Rabel. It hasn't really worked out with trading away A.J. Brown and um, trying to replace him with youth, yet it's early days. I don't. They're clearly going to be a playoff team because there's no other team that's going to make the playoffs from the AFC South. But I can't see them going all that far when it hits playoff time. I'm conscious we've been talking for nearly an hour. We haven't even started the NFC. So let's move on to the NFC. Uh, <laughs> Start with the NFC Beast. Then it is bloody good as the um the AFC Beast. Uh let's start from the top down. Eagles, which talked about them. They beat the Texans, remain undefeated, eight and O. I I know how you feel about them, Dan. We'll talk about them in a moment. Cowboys currently lie in second with um the divisional win over the Giants a tied record. And then the commanders who are unlucky. Uh, sorry, both the Cowboys and Giants were on a bye this past week, and then the Vikings and Commanders uh played out a close one on Sunday. Commanders going down, they're now four and five, so they are a few games back, and probably a little bit in the wilderness. Uh, let's let's stick with the Commanders. They're looking better with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. They're starting to using one. It's their promo for 2023 season tickets probably the end of the Carson Wentz Road, probably before it even really began in Washington. I'm slightly surprised it's gone that way. But they seem to be playing, in general, just a little bit better. They're not an outstanding team. They've got some interesting receivers. Heineke's doing just enough. I think they will miss out on the playoffs, but they're probably one of the best teams in the NFL not to make it, and that feels like a weird sentence to say.
1: Yeah, that is a little bit of a weird thing to say about uh, Washington, really. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, just, I, I won't spend too long with trying to speed this up a little bit. Um, yeah, they've got some really nice pieces at both running back and receiver. They are maybe a quarterback away from being competitive. Um, their defense needs a little bit, uh, just needs to be rounded off a little bit more, but they have some a good defensive line and some good pieces there. So, um, Yeah, they, I just said they'll probably miss out on the playoffs, but the not really a bad team, um, which is really weird to say about Washington. It's been a while. Yeah, uh, Dan
0: stunned into silence. Let's talk about the Giants. This is a, <laughs> this is a team that stunned me into silence on a weekly basis. I don't know how good how their record is so good. Uh, they they lost to the Cooper Rush Cowboys. So you can't be that good, to be perfect. To be perfectly honest, they have. A cupcake schedule coming up, so there's probably a good chance they can be eight and two. They play the Texans and then they play the Lions. Sorry, Ryan, um, just to bury your Lions in the same sentence there. Uh, so, for me, I don't overly rate them. They try hard, they play all four quarters. Dale's got something going with the Giants, they're playing some clean football. They're probably going to be a playoff team, but they'll be probably the worst playoff team that make it and while we're talking about teams that aren't probably going you know, to win the division so I think the Eagles will run away with it the Cowboys have done well they managed to get through the Dak injury the defence is obviously what's leading them I think they're a better team than the Giants I think they can beat the Eagles on, on, you know at home in a, in a few weeks but I think the Eagles are probably too far in front for the Cowboys to catch barring any injury to um, Jalen Hurts or someone significant on the Eagles roster uh, Giants and Cowboys guys
2: yeah I um, the Giants and the Jets are lumped in together for me I think they their records are probably better than the teams are like we said earlier Daniel Jones is protecting the ball uh, Saquon Barkley's come back and looked like Saquon Barkley which we didn't know yeah. if that was going to happen you know he's yeah I think um, I I I like Barkley and Dallas. I mean, I still think on their day, they I, I mean, I still think they're the best team in this division on their day. I don't care what Philadelphia's record are uh, is. Sorry, um, I think you know if you stop playing Zeke and <laughs> then and play Pollard, uh, who's averaging <laughs> like seven yards a carry. Um, yeah, I I I, I think um, I, I like Dallas. Um, in this division more so than any of the other teams really but I think Philly will probably win it because they're already 8-0 <laughs> yeah it's quite hard
0: to overcome that um, mm. we're bleeding into a bit of the Eagles here Ryan so feel free to take on anyone from this division
1: um, I don't really have anything to say about the Eagles they're winning kind of the winning team is the most boring one sometimes so yeah Um but, uh, yeah, I think it's interesting what Dan said about the Cowboys being the better, the better team in this division, which I think is does hold some weight, really, because, as we know, the Eagles' schedule has been pretty weak. Um, I mean, you can only play what's put in front of you, but the Cowboys have looked more impressive with less uh, during part of this season. So um, they probably... I hate to say it, they probably deserve to be first, but they won't be just because, again, the Eagles are two games ahead. And then, yeah, the Giants, again, say it was the Jets. They've, yeah, they're playing, they coach well, they're playing solid football, but they're not great. So, yeah, they might make the playoffs. They probably will.
0: Well, let's move over to the West. Seahawks are top of the division, just as we all predicted before the season started. They, this past weekend, won 31 points to 21 against the Arizona Cardinals. The San Francisco 49ers are, were on bye. The Rams continue their uh, Super Bowl parade from last season, going down to the Buccaneers, losing on a game-winning drive from Tom Brady. I think I've heard that one before. Uh, and uh, the Cardinals, who I just mentioned, lost to the Seahawks. They are bottom of the division Uh, let's start there, the Cardinals have not been very good Uh, even with the return of DeAndre Hopkins they are labouring, they're a couple of games behind the 49ers and they've not had their bye yet, so I think they're pretty much dead and buried, the run game is dreadful, a lot is on Kyler Murray's shoulders every single week the defence has been pretty ropey at times a little bit better the last couple of weeks, but I just don't see them as a very complete team. They're probably one of my picks for um, sacking their head coach on Black Monday. Is that what they call it? The first, yeah, the last, yeah. the day after I the think regular season ends, uh, you're probably gone,
2: Cliff. I reckon. He's gone. I think they're three the games. Clue. They're they're three games That's behind. The <laughs> they're, they're, they're three games behind Seattle. Um, and they've already lost to Seattle twice. So, I mean, they're gonna have to win out. Really, they're were really three and three and six. Um, yeah, you you gotta win out here, and you just watch them play. They commit too many penalties. They fumble the ball. They don't protect it. They they they. Don't really just let Kyler do what makes Kyler good. Like we were talking a bit about the Bears, suddenly they unleash Fields and let him run around and let him do. Basically, it seems like when you watch Fields, he's doing what he wants to do, and it's working. You know, to an extent, they're not winning games, but it's working more um, with Kyler. You just need to give him the ball and tell him just do whatever the hell you need to do to win this game. Um, and yeah, the coach has to go. It's just not working. Uh, not working for them at all. Ryan,
0: let's get your take on the Rams. It's one of the worst is surely from a team that have just won the super bowl uh yeah ever <laughs> can't do anything right
1: they're very hungover um it would seem um yeah they it's it's kind of it pains me i've said it many times it pains me to see stafford playing at the level he is because i know how good he can be but he's just too beat up and um i really think they should have come into the season resting him um Given him, but I can have a few weeks because it's, it's clear he's just so. Just, yeah. Just, the, his body's kind of given up on him, even though he's still quite young. Um, their run game is absolutely awful. Um, sure, they have Cooper Cup, but what else do they have? And their defense, it's okay, but it's still kind of not anywhere near the level it used to be. I know they've got, again, they've got Aaron Donald, but he only had one sack in this game and I think that was their only sack in this game so yeah they're um, I don't even think they've reached double digit wins which I think we, a lot of us obviously yeah, imagine them getting to for the start of the season but they could be um, yeah they could be in for a really rough time going forward
0: absolutely um, dreadful to watch the 49ers they're still a little bit of hit and miss Jimmy G's steering the ship but he's fairly Safe pair of hands. And if, if they really need to bench, Jimmy, CMC seems to be able to throw the ball okay. So, <laughs> I, I, you know, that's such a significant upgrade. No team for me, especially on offense, got an upgrade the way the 49ers did. For me, they're definitely a playoff team, a playoff team you don't really want to face. They're probably too far behind the Seahawks, a couple of games back now, behind them. If you're winning your division, you don't want to be playing the Forty ers probably in you know Wild Card Weekend. So, they're a team to watch out for. Uh, Seahawks surprise package of the season. Gino Smith MVP candidate. He's, I'm surprised. Uh, he's at least, back, great.
2: at least come back. At least back player of the year, at the very least.
0: Yeah, I mean, what's he come back from? Just. Being shit eight years. Just
2: being benched <laughs> for five years. In a former New York Jet. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, but having his jaw broken by a teammate when he was at the Jets.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, Ken Walker's been a revelation since the sharp penny went down. People were crit- critical of Pete Carroll wanting to run the football. He's shown them that maybe it wasn't that bad a philosophy after all. Good wide receivers they're spreading it around the tight ends, a couple of handy tight ends there as well. And the defence has been better, a lot better than a lot of people thought going into the season. So, yeah, I rate the Seahawks team. I think they'll win the division. 49ers would be probably pretty close, though. It could come down to sort of a divisional record. Is that how you guys see it?
2: Yeah, I think so. My my, my favourite thing about all of this is um, the Seahawks, you know, You have, obviously, Philadelphia, Minnesota, Dallas, um, then probably Seattle in the NFC, um, Mm -hmm. which at the start of the season, we were thinking, oh, well, you know, these guys in Atlanta and Houston are fighting out for first overall pick. Um, And, you know, another one is, you know, Noah Fant had five catches for 96 yards and Shelby Harris had a sack. Um, So, including the picks, who won the... um, trade for that big dumb doofus Russell Wilson <laughs> 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 yeah I couldn't agree more
0: um, anything you want to add on this Ryan
1: um, I'm a big Juno guy I, I, I'm loving Juno this season um, I, yeah, I think the Seahawks win the division um, I, I don't think it's a flu I think they are just genuinely playing really good football Pete Carroll is a lot better than we gave him credit <laughs> for Um Juno Smith apparently is just and actually a pretty damn good quarterback. It was just because he played for the Jets. Um, Yeah, as you say, and the Giants, yeah. Um, Yeah, as you mentioned, Kenneth Walker has been absolutely fantastic. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, as always, uh, Mr. Reliables. Yeah. you can always count on them. Their their defense has been absolutely superb the last three weeks. Um, I was just trying to get the stats up in front of me, but I failed to. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've been starting them in fantasy the last three weeks, and it's been like mega points. Um, so yeah, they they're probably gonna win the division. I don't know how deep they can go into the playoffs, mm-hmm. but uh, they they could be like the dark horse to go to go quite far.
0: Dark horse. Um. Let's, let's move over to the NFC North then. Uh, Vikings, their team I think we'll probably talk about a little bit because they're a bit of a flexing team. They are currently top of the NFC North. As I said, they beat the Commanders this past weekend by three. Uh, the Packers are currently sitting second. How has this happened? Um, <laughs> it must be on divisional record. Uh, with three wins, they're second in the division. That's disgusting. Uh they lost to the Lions nine to fifteen. The Bears are currently sitting third. We thought they lost to the Dolphins, but are looking better. And then the Lions—they doubled their win total on the season this past weekend by beating the Packers. So, uh, let's talk about Lions-Packers. It's also good to go divisional. I expected the Lions to win this one because the Packers are absolutely rancid at this moment in time. If I make a list of all the teams I think they could be in the NFL, I could probably count them on one hand. Um, I would not place any money at all on the Packers beating anyone at this current moment in time, which has set me up badly for them playing the Cowboys this weekend. Like, There's only one way this can fall like completely flat on my face. I don't think the Lions were that great, and I think they'll continue to be not that great, and they'll probably finish last in the division, but I think the Packers will finish third behind the Bears. Oh, there you go, I talked about the Bears a little bit. The the Bears are looking better. I like that they added Chase Claypool. Didn't expect them to. I thought it was a bad decision at the time. But they are probably not going to be good enough to be a playoff team just because their record won't ever be good enough. But they'll be probably one of the again, one of the better teams not to make the playoffs come the end of the season. Uh Ryan, I've got to talk to you about the Lions and the Packers.
1: Yeah, no, I mean this is kind of like our mini Super Bowl. Um, it's not often we get to be Aaron Rodgers. Um, All easily. playing a Super Bowl. All playing Super Bowl. <laughs> I set myself up for that one so badly. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, this, it was kind of an ugly game, um, but it's really good moments. Most of which was just us picking off of Aaron Rodgers and then watching him for a hissy fit on the sideline um, every 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 so often throughout the game. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think yeah, we have to be realistic. We're still not that great. I would love to say we've finished third just because the Packers are that bad, but that's that's probably a little bit too ambitious uh, just because our defense is so much worse than the Packers, uh, despite them dropping a few players on injuries. So, um, yeah, but the, the Packers are just they're dead in the water. Um, I, I kind of listed all their games going ahead in the Discord, um, and I can only see them winning maybe two of them, which I think... Possibly the Titans and maybe against the Rams. Um just because those two teams are also pretty bad. One of them depends if Tanhill is playing as well. Um in which case is probably only one game they're gonna win now the rest of their, their schedule. So yeah, I'm really sorry, cheeseheads. I'm not sorry at all actually, but it's it's over. Rogers is gone, it's Jordan Love season. Um yeah. Get used to it. <laughs> Welcome to the basement. <laughs>
2: <laughs> God damn. Yeah, I, if I, I if I'm a Packers fan, I'm apoplectic that they didn't bring in anyone to help. This goes back to who who's their GM? Who's that absolute idiot? Um I'm assuming their GM now is the same moron who chose Jordan Love rather than picking anyone to help Rodgers in the first place. This this moron didn't trade for anyone to help out his you know, supposedly elite quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is still a great quarterback. He doesn't have an awful lot of help around him. They couldn't have just overpaid for Claypool. They couldn't have just also maybe gone for, like, Mike Gesicki, who isn't really fitting in at the Dolphins, and given themselves a chance to make a wild card. Because I'll tell you now, they've essentially punted on the season by not trading for anyone. Rodgers will probably retire at the end of the season. So they, two years' time, they're propping up that division. Right, that, that's it. they they're I'm sorry. They they had all the luck of Favre and then going into Rogers, it's it's over because <laughs> this was your last chance to have a run at a Super Bowl by get by overpaying and giving Rogers a chance, and you haven't done it. He's going to ride off into the sunset because he's not going to do this for another season. And uh, yeah, I just I don't know what is going on there. Why they have such a problem with bringing in talented options for him or drafting talented options for him. Um, it's criminal that a guy who is as good as Rogers has been, that he's only won one Super Bowl and not really had that much of a chance to win another one. Um, Yeah, I I think that in a few years' time, they're they're bottom of that division. I think Chicago are on the up. Vikings are always good. The Lions have talent. Maybe the coaching's not there, but they have talent. Um, And they'll only get better because they're going to have high draft picks again. So, yeah, Green Bay are, are heading down. Brian Gutkunst is your uh, the uh, you are talking you have, you have about. To, not to not a horrific, not that. a, hor- <laughs> not a horrific, not a horrific name for a guy like
1: that. <laughs> I just saying, <laughs> listening to Dan just then, was like drinking verbal cool aid for me. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> well,
0: let's talk about one of the teams I think are probably one of the most overrated in the NFC, probably in the whole NFL. The Vikings squeezed past the Commanders, twenty points to seventeen, this past weekend. They sit a mile ahead of anyone else in the NFC North. They have seven wins, one loss. They do have tough games coming up. They play the Bills then the Cowboys, uh, the Patriots. Even the Jets is the challenging one, potentially. So they have four games where it's probably going to depict how far they can actually go. But again, a lot of their schedule is not all that scary. Not number one seed level. They just do enough every week. And it's sort of, and, you know, if you live by the sword, you die by the sword. And I think the sword's coming from pretty soon, to be honest.
1: Yeah, um, they're kind of a, a hard team to figure out. I mean, Dalvin Cook's been playing better in recent weeks. Um, JJ has kind of been on a bit of a downer recently. I mean, I think he did score last this weekend, just mm-hmm. gone. But he's getting mega covered at the moment, uh, which isn't helping them. Um, Adam Phelan's slowing down as well um he's still a good decent red zone target but his legs have kind of just gone from underneath him at this point um their defense is playing pretty well um sodarius smith has been a, a really good addition uh, to that line true um and harrison smith is still really reliable on that back end so yeah oh. they've they've got enough to to go for a, a deep playoff run but they also, a team that could be very easily exposed in the first round. So, I, I think they're still they're obviously going to win the division, but we're still kind of like figuring the Vikings out at the moment. Despite it now being week ten, um, I I feel like they haven't shown their true identity yet. So we'll we'll wait and see.
0: Yeah, um, I think like if the Giants were to play the Vikings in the playoffs. I'm not sure who I'd think would win because I'm not sure either of them are that great. Um, are you as angry at the Vikings for having a good record as you are the Eagles? Dan.
2: Um, I, I mean they—they they beat our third-string quarterback. Good for them. Um, good job. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, the the NFC is the I think the weaker of the two div the two conferences. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that shows with some of these inflated records. Um, Minnesota have the same luxury as Philadelphia that they've had a weaker division so far um, because of either injuries or just you know shit competition. Um, I I'm not I'm not as irritated because Minnesota aren't coming for our undefeated record. Um, <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 Minnesota, I, I think are another kind of. They're one of the best teams in the same way that the Eagles are. They're, you know, maybe the top two or three uh, teams in the NFC. I just don't think they're necessarily one of the best teams in the NFL. Um, yeah,
0: <laughs> that's fair. Um, let's move it down to the Dirty South one final time, ending on a low on our divisional recap. No team has a winning record. Delightful. Uh, the Buccaneers. <laughs> the Buccaneers sit atop of the South with a four and five record. Uh, we talked about how they beat the Rams briefly before in a dire game on Sunday night. Uh, the Falcons narrowly lost out. They moved down to second, also four and five. The Saints are not far behind though, um, on three and six. They lost to the Ravens, which is a tough game. And the Panthers, they've got two wins. So technically only two games behind in that respect against the Buccaneers and the Falcons uh, on two and seven. This is a god-awful division. Um, I will summarise all four because I think they're all pretty terrible. The Panthers have not been good at all this season. The Saints have been good in spots. The Falcons have been better than I expected. And the Buccaneers have been just good enough to top an absolute dire division, is my summation. My only concern about any of these teams is that you'd always be scared about playing Tom Brady in the playoffs, and that's probably the only thing I can say nice about any of these teams.
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, this this division, you can flip any which way around and and it would probably come out with a different result every time. It's hard to say who's going to finish first, who's going to finish fourth, second, third, you know, in between. Um, A part of me wants to say that somehow the Falcons could potentially win the division because, in, in, in honestly, they have actually looked like the more consistent team in that division. They've had their bad moments, but I think if you took those moments out of all four teams, They've arguably looked better. I mean, their run game has been consistent. Mariota has been playing decently. Uh, yeah, their passing game is starting to come along a little bit now. So it, they could potentially win the division. The Bucks. Uh, before, I mean, we about, is...
0: before we talk about the Bucks, the Falcons only play one team left that have a winning record at this current moment in time.
1: So, yeah, I mean, there we go. So they could actually win that division, which I don't <laughs> think any of us pegged them doing at the start of the season. Uh, I think a lot of us had them like second worst team in the NFL. Um, yeah, so. Yep, that was the, me. <laughs> yep, there we go. So, um, yeah, the Bucs, again, they're somehow hanging on by a thread. Uh, I, I think mostly because of their defense, even though it's gradually getting worse week by week at the moment as well. Um their run game is non existent, and Brady is just looking washed, in you know, honesty. The Saints, uh, I'm just trying to fly through these as quick as I can, but, yeah, the Saints, they're sort of, every week they have a different look, because, like, they look really good one week, and we think they're going to finish top division. They look dire the next week, and it's like, okay, they're in there with the Panthers. Um, the Panthers, they have somehow looked better despite being... Completely beaten up uh, since um, they fired. I can't remember his name. Um, that's how irrelevant he is. <laughs> Matt Rule. Uh, Matt Rule. That was it. Um, yeah, they've had they've had some bright spots, but they've also been really beaten up since then as well. Uh, like points, like in terms of the point differential. Obviously, they've been blown out near enough twice now. So um, yeah, they have some decent pieces, but they they probably do finish bottom. Um, but yeah, this division is just absolutely awful.
2: I don't like that. You're pretending like Sam Darnold isn't about to come back and turn. it. Oh, I forgot that. Yeah. Uh, They, 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 uh, (laughs) they yeah, they have both of, both of their wins are, um, are in the division at least. So, you know, Sam Darnold comes back and just goes, just wins out from here. They could make the playoffs. um, their point differential is nearly as bad as the Colts, um, which isn't ideal. Uh, no, no team Orleans, is a positive point or- differential in this division. No, I, no it's pretty bad. No, New Orleans could either get the first overall pick or win the Super Bowl or anything in between. I have no idea what they're going to do week for week. <laughs> um, the Atlanta Falcons are a really pleasant surprise, and then Mario is playing well. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, where, as well as I would expect Mario to play. And, uh, you know, it's, not, it's nice to see them kind of in second. And uh, with Tampa Bay, I, I, I can't get over with Tampa Bay when you watch them play. They keep trying to play this quick passing game and yet they have three receivers who are, you know, like let's bomb it out kind of receivers. I don't know what they're doing. It makes no sense. But I do like the theory that the only reason that Tom Brady came back was so he didn't have to give any Fox Sports money to Giselle. So, um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> interesting game. Uh, actually, before I say that, I agree on the Marcus Mariota. He was a sort of complete forgotten player, like a bit part player for the Raiders in seasons past. So, yeah, good, good on him. He he's shown he has some worth. He'll probably still stick around in the league for a handful of years at least, based upon this season. I think.
2: It's nice this and, year, though. Like, you him and Gino Smith have come back and then yeah. you've got other other QBs, like, you know, I know he's my QB, but at the start of the season, everyone was saying that Tua was going to be benched by week four. It's just, it's nice to see the, like, if you give QBs time, they can be good. <laughs> you know, like, they're not trash. They were, they were drafted for a reason, a lot of these QBs, and it's finding the right system, finding the right way to use them. And I know we... We kind of revert to that Skip Bayless hyperbole bullshit where we say this guy's trash, that guy's trash. They should be. We need to cut them. Cut. You find the right system, or you get decent coaching, and and players will play. And uh, I think that's what's showing at the moment.
0: Massive game in division, week eighteen. Buccaneers at the Falcons. Probably to win the division, based upon how I'm sort of seeing it shaking out. So, for uh,
2: Atlanta
0: to win, yeah, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, that took longer than I expected, but uh, that was pretty. That was fun to run down. Let's have a quick look at this this week's (laughs) features games. We've got a whole load of these. Uh, We're going on the handicap line, so I'll tell you who's playing, who's at home, and who are the underdogs. So it starts on Thursday night. This is a beautiful game for a Thursday night football. It's the Atlanta Falcons at Carolina Panthers. The line is the Panthers plus two and a half. Dan, as our guest, who do you fancy in this one?
2: If Darnold is playing. No, I'm joking. Um, uh, Yeah, uh, Atlanta, <laughs> Atlanta are good, Um, I, I think. So I think they'll win. I
0: agree, Ryan.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll take them uh, on that line. Um, I think this is actually going to be one of the better Thursday night games, but yeah, I'll I'll take Atlanta because I think if they start Sam Darnold, which seems like it's coming, then absolutely not. Falcons, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I think there's just a bit more consistency week to week from the Falcons. Probably a safe bet there, even though they are on the road. Uh, Sunday night football, no, not Sunday night football, just... oh. I I'm, was I'm confused. It's Sunday morning football. It's the Seattle Seahawks at Tampa Bay Buccaneers played in Munich, Germany. This is a very confusing line. Uh, the Seahawks are the underdogs. The line is plus two and a half Seahawks. That seems obvious to go for the Seahawks. Any disagreements there?
2: Absolutely not. No, I'll take the Seahawks.
0: most interesting thing about this game is that when... People in Germany bought tickets to this. They thought, great, this would be a nice, easy win for the Buccaneers. And yeah. they're, they're uh-huh. absolutely shitting themselves, probably. Uh, <laughs> back to the regular slate, Sunday, 6pm. Uh, this is an interesting one. Vikings at Bills. Vikings with the one loss. Bills lost last week. Um, the Vikings are plus 6.5 in this one. I don't know which way to go. Which way would you go on this one, Ryan?
1: Um, yeah, funny enough, this kind of goes back to what I was saying quickly about we haven't really figured out who the Vikings are yet. This could be that game. Um, I, this is a hard one to call, actually. But I'm actually going to take the Vikings. Um, yeah, the, it, I think it's going to be a real nail by a real close one. But yeah, I'll, I'll take the Vikings um, by uh, by an inch. <laughs>
2: Dan. What were the points again?
0: Uh, well, it was six point five when I wrote this up this morning. It's actually changed to five point five, but because I'm a good guy, I'll give you six and a half still.
2: Oh, I'll take five and a half. I think Josh Allen's injured.
1: That's a good point. I, I've I'm, that, yeah.
2: I'm literally googling it at the moment, and they still haven't said he's like I say he's having a scan today, but you don't you do scan a guy over his elbows, all right? <laughs> and <laughs> he ha- he had he had some good throws afterwards, mind. After he hurt it, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I'll take the Vikings.
0: Yeah, I think I probably will as well. Uh, so that's definitely a Bills win. Uh, Sunday night, <laughs> nine twenty-five. It's the Cowboys going into Lambeau to take on the Packers. The Packers are underdogs at home. They are Packers plus five and a half. Uh, I mean, I would take the Cowboys, obviously. Um, who do you take, Dan?
2: Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I t- take Cowboys. I think I, I, don't know what the weather's going to be like. I'm sure it's going to be cold. But, Shit, uh, probably, yeah, 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 But I just if Pollard is going, I just yeah, Green Bay's de- defense are terrible. So um, yeah, I'll go with uh, Cowboys. Right.
1: Um, yeah, I'll, I'll take Cowboys. I'm not sure if that line's that far enough. I, I think the Cowboys are gonna blow the Packers out, in honesty. Um I think this could be a real nail in the coffin kind of game for the Packers. Um coming off in a really embarrassing loss and they've just got they've lost one of the best defensive players and one of their better receivers. So absolutely take the Cowboys. I just wanted
0: to be noted that I didn't choose the Raiders Colts game because I I was Giving a little bit of mercy to Nate when he actually has to edit this later on tonight. Um, <laughs> Sunday night football: Chargers at Niners. Chargers plus seven and a half on the road. Uh, that's a tough one. That's a lot. That's quite a lot of points. Seven and a half on the road. Uh, Ryan, who you got?
1: I'll take. No, I'll, I will take that. Um, take the points. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think the Niners are. Yeah, like just the better team. Um, they've, as you said, third. They've got CMC now. They're a threat, a, a genuine threat. And the Chargers, are, the charges, injuries across the board, inconsistent play. Yeah, I'll say that.
0: There's always the Jimmy G factor, though, isn't there, Dan?
2: Yeah, I I was about to say the thing is like you you have like um. You know, they say it's a three-point swing for a homer and away game. But, mm-hmm. I mean, char- Chargers home games must feel like fucking away games, to be honest. I don't think they have <laughs> any fans at all. So, I would take Chargers. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take the Chargers. I, I mean, I I think the 49ers will win. But, I mean, to win by more than a touchdown is a lot.
0: It is. Uh, despite that, I'll still take the 49ers. Just because I think the Chargers are very reliant on Austin Eckler at this point. I don't think Mike Williams is coming back uh, I'm not sure Keenan Allen's ever going to recover Brian Robinson from the commander's got a shot and he's recovered in half the time it's taken for Keenan Allen to come back from a hamstring pull so that doesn't bode too well uh, as much as I love you Keenan, sorry uh, yeah, I'll take the Niners and it all ends on Monday night oh god, I pray for an upset on this one uh, Giving you a lot, giving out points for free on this one commanders at eagles the line is the commies plus 10 and a half dan does the 10 and a half points get you the commanders win
2: uh, no <laughs> no i mean I, I i i don't want to ever sound like i'm shitting on the eagles i'm not shitting on the eagles they're really good i I say i think they're the third best team in the nfl um I think that if Heineke turns up and plays well, the commanders, I love it when he plays well, but I hate it when he plays badly. Um, I just, yeah, I think the Eagles are going to absolutely destroy the commanders.
0: Some very interesting analysis. You like
2: it when yeah. he plays well, but you don't like it when he does Oh my <laughs> god, it's just so, he's he's when he plays bad, he is so bad. Oh yeah, and when no, he I plays mean, when he plays well, he's exciting. He's like it's like watching mm-hmm. like when I was a kid and I was watching Brett
0: Uh Ryan, who are you taking?
1: Uh, Eagles. goes, uh, yeah. The, co- the the commanders aren't that bad, but. Just yeah, I feel like it's an another obvious win for the Eagles. So yeah,
0: the Eagles obviously having um, a long time to prepare for this game since they played Thursday night football, week nine, playing Monday night football, um, week ten. I'm gonna take the Commanders just because I think ten and a half is a lot of points, and they had a good showing against the Vikings. They probably feel a little bit bitter. Probably got a bit of a chip on their shoulder. And I don't think they win. I don't think they beat the Eagles. But the Texans only lost by 12. And I think the Commanders are a better team than the Texans. So uh, I'll take the Commanders plus the points. And there we have it. That's our week nine slash mid-season review complete. Uh, Dan, thanks again so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure.
2: I know it is. Fuck the Jets.
0: <laughs> and, and this time we didn't have any technical difficulties without your crazy dolphins hat. I'm not saying it. There's a link there. but uh, it. It works a lot better. I'll oh, know the hat's he's, on. Just put it back on. Damn down we're losing you. We're losing you. <laughs> and Ryan, thanks for coming as always. Uh, Thanksgiving Welcome boys for life. Uh,
1: are
0: <laughs> you confident this week?
1: Uh my mind's gone completely blank. Who do we have? Uh that's terrible.
0: That is pretty bad. You have the Chicago
1: Bears. That's who we have. Yeah. So my mind went completely blank for all this conversation. Um phew, no, we don't win. Okay. No. Back back to normality. Back to normality. Not back I- to reality as Eminem would say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And
0: thank you everyone for listening today. Uh, If you want to follow us and what we're up to, we're trying to be more active on Twitter. You can follow us at at tough show official. And we also have a discord community where the likes of Ryan, Dan, myself, Nate, Ross, and a lot of our other guests are all there talking about football, things that are happening throughout the week and ridiculous things that are happening in the games. Come join us, have a chat, talk about mint sauce or whatever condiments you like. Um, everything goes on the discord community Uh, and if you want to listen back to any of our previous shows you can do so wherever you get your podcast so uh, thank you for listening and goodbye Ryan you can say goodbye to the nice
1: people if you like goodbye nice people goodbye